Welcome to the moon room. <laughs> Happy, what's today? Wednesday. Uh, so today is the day after yesterday, which is when I said that I wasn't going to do these daily. <laughs> and you know, I listened back to that and I was like, that sounds really self-limiting, girl. So I had to pray on it. And today is the new moon. Uh, technically the moon's in Cancer, but I think people are celebrating it as the new moon in, I think it's Leo. I don't know, but my thing says it's in Cancer today. So, uh, that's my sign and the new moon is all about new beginnings and setting intentions. So today, uh, I set my new intention, uh, to release one recording, uh, or one of these little episodes daily, uh, hopefully to get five out a week but to have grace uh, with myself <laughs> if uh, I miss a day. So that is, uh, you know, accountability is everything. So I'm holding myself accountable for uh, the self-limiting thing that I said yesterday and I'm gonna fix that. So here we are today. Um, I, I'm such a, I'm a storyteller. And so for me, it feels like, it's like if, they, if it doesn't connect, then something's off, like if they don't, the stories don't connect. And Source is like, no, let it go. Just whatever is going to happen that day is what happens. So uh, here I am. All right. So, <laughs> so what I'm going to do today, I asked Source, okay, so what do I read then? Um, or what do I share? And it, two things. Um, the first, well, the first is this there's this really lovely book that I have by Jamie Sams and it's called Earth Medicine Ancestors Ways of Harmony for Many Moons. Now, for Christians, people who grew up like with daily devotionals, you know, if you ever had those little booklets, it's like daily devotional and or whatever how you read something that's your daily devotional. Um, this is kind of like that, but for pagans <laughs> like me. So um what this is, it's a really cool book. Um, and I do, I do advise people to get stuff like this because, um, what it does is you start with the new moon. It's a book that has like a devotional, a poem or something from the like Native American, um, spirituality kind of aspect. Um, and so it separates the year into 13 moons because there are, that's how the, uh, indigenous peoples here I always tracked it, it was 13 moons in the year and you know we have 12 months in the year so it, it gets a little bit different because it goes by the moon so it always starts on the new moon and then you track the day of that month from whenever the new moon was so luckily today is the new moon and I usually whenever I remember to pick up this book I never start on the new moon so I always have to like go and backtrack and count and all the shit and it's really confusing so it makes me put the book down and never pick it up again but I thought <laughs> it would be nice that maybe these are what I will read to you daily at least um, because they can, they're so powerful and they really help me when I do use them. So today happens to be day one of the seventh moon. So the seventh moon is, so July, July is the seventh moon. Yeah, because the first, yeah, well, seventh month, right. So... <laughs> So, but the first of the month technically in this book is today, which is the 27th, but that's only because it's the new moon. So we're going to be tracking everything by the moon. All right. That may Holy shit, bro. I didn't make that connection. Thank you, spirit. I did not make that connection that this book 
is being tracked by the moon and to read to y'all today after I just told y'all yesterday that this motherfucker is called moon room. Okay. <laughs> I like literally like I was walking in the room and this book was just sitting on the floor like in a, its own little spot. It's like an altar and I never pick it up. And I just happened to glance at it as I was walking in to like sit down and record and something was like pick up that book and like bring it. Oh my God. And here it is. It's And here we are, the moon cycle. It's all about the moon cycle. And we are the moon room here. I'm so happy. All right. So, <sighs> spirit's so awesome. <laughs> so, I'm going to read this to you. And then I'm also supposed to read this um, a journaling that I did um, last year when I had the finally remembered seeing. And it's basically light beings visiting my room as a baby, as a child. So the vision unlocking, like the memory, the rep- suppressed memory of it, I guess, whatever. Um, not out of trauma, just but just because it was just, I'll explain it in the thing. But anyway, I'm going to read that as well. So this will be like a two-part thing. All right. So first, the earth medicine for today is loving beyond fear. So it starts with a poem. Sueño great mystery. You are the un... Nope. Let me start over. (laughs) Sueño, great mystery. You are the all unfolding. Teach me how to trust my heart, my feelings, my inner knowing, the senses of my body, the blessings of my spirit. These are the things that urge me to love beyond my fear, trusting that forgiveness buries the hatchet of separation so that I might walk in beauty with the passing of each glorious sun. So that's the end of the poem. And then the little thing that goes comes after it. The clan mother of the seventh moon cycle, whose name is Loves All Things. So this clan, uh, this book is broken up into 13 clan mothers. Um, and there's a whole spirituality behind that. But the seventh clan mother, her name is Loves All Things. So she teaches us to honor all of the senses of the body and the spirit as equal. In this manner... We can bring the marriage of Father Sky and Mother Earth into our bodies. When the heavens, our spiritual natures, and the earth, our physical natures, are in harmony inside of our sacred spaces, we will walk in beauty. From this sense of harmony, we see the whole of creation as an opportunity to learn and grow. The bridge of forgiveness takes us across the abyss of self-imposed separation, and we learn to give away our hurt and pain. Then the Earth Mother welcomes us home through transformative tears and shows us the healing path to wholeness. Oh, that's so lovely. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. So, you know, you all take from that what you will. Um, I feel like it kind of goes along with a lot of what I've been talking about is how now is the time to really pay attention to your insides as much as your outsides. Now, this is fairy talk, very basic. <laughs> Pay attention to your insides as much as your outsides um, because the worlds are coming together. The world, Your inner world is mushing with your outer world. Um, and so it's really important that we honor all parts of ourselves, um, our spirituality, our bodies, our mental health, excuse me, our emotional bodies, um, and bring them all into harmony inside us because once we're in harmony, on the inside, then our external world will harmonize um, and it will match. And it's saying that, you know, 
the forgiveness is really what helps us move out of the mentality that we are separate. All kind of goes along with what I said yesterday, uh, but that we are the mentality that we are separate. And so to move into the belief and knowing that we are one and that we're always connected. Um, but that disconnect happens when we are not at one with ourselves inside. So it's uh, important to replace fear with love in all of its forms. Um, but the greatest one, I think, is self-love. So I think that's also what this is talking about. So yeah, um, that's this. I hope that helped someone. Okay, the next thing is this um, this thing that happened. Okay, so, wow, a lot must have happened last October. So, so no, this is two years ago. All right, so October 25th. Um, on October 25th of 2020 at 4.58 a.m. <laughs> so I had woken up in, uh, I guess, from dreams. Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, so, But this isn't a dream. This is... Let me just read it. <clears throat> I'm just supposed to read this. It's a, it's a journal entry, essentially. Like a, But a kind of... We'll just go. <laughs> All right. I think I was visited by beings in my bedroom when I was really, really little. I have this memory of my room lighting up in this bright blue white light. And in the memory, there's people in my room talking, but not out loud. I've always believed I was dreaming when I quote, heard them. I remember being over by my closet and seeing my room from over there. It's all lit up and the light is coming from my headboard. And And then viewing from my bed and seeing light people moving around the other side of the room like they were working on stuff. They were loud, and I remember thinking about how loud they were because I was so sleepy. I just remember hearing them speaking to one another but not knowing what they're saying. The same muffled-sounding way I hear my parents talking to each other when I'm half asleep on my mom's lap. That's, That's how my little mind associated what I was hearing in the bedroom. Muffled adults talking about stuff I don't understand. (laughs) In words I don't understand, but I know they're my parents. I know they're my parents. I know they're my parents. Oh, shit, I wrote that three times. Okay, but my parents are down the hall in bed. So this is me now contemplating, like, why am I feeling like I'm remembering that these beings are my parents? Um, uh, Okay, so then, okay, so later I'd have dreams of my room lighting up in the middle of the night, even being able to see my goldfish bowl. Light, like someone turned a bright flashlight on, but from above. And it's not lit up, or it's not lighting up the entire room all at once, The corners always stayed dark. It was just the middle of the room that seemed to become brighter, but always this blue-white light. And now kind of it switches. Uh, I now then start channeling something. Oh my God, as I'm writing this, I'm remembering that that them coming close to my face, like I was sitting in someone's lap on the bed, and their light face is nuzzling my left cheek. Yes, someone was nuzzling my left cheek. And at the same time, two to three more people are standing on the right side of my bed talking to each other and to whoever is holding me and to me they are calming me down <laughs> i think the one who's quote light hair question mark is brushing my left cheek as they hold me is smiling and chuckling except i'm not looking at a face at all i'm just seeing the left side of my bed and the light movement of the person holding me she question mark keeps getting her f- face in quotes because like it's not really a face um so she keeps getting her face close to mine but from behind but it's hair that I'm actually seeing bright white 
blue light hair, dot dot dot, what the fuck? (laughs) There's two other male people here and they're talking to her. They pass back and forth at the base of my bed. I don't know what they're looking for. I can see one walking around by my closet and in front of my bookshelf. Wait, I can see my bookshelf? I didn't have a bookshelf in that corner as a toddler. The bookshelf came around age eight. Did they come more than once? Is that why I always woke up on the floor? Um, And then I ask about, do light beings purposefully come to people who have had like some sort of trauma? And then they say, as I'm channeling this, trauma shakes the soul. It tumbles and rumbles it, breaking up the calluses over the inner eye, opening to the all. Okay, so that, so this is now a channel at the same time. So it's like a weird, this is how this happens. (laughs) Like the beings that you sometimes channel in a memory depending on how you are operating with uh the dimensions when you're doing it they can actually start communicating to you like right then from the time that you're trying to remember uh and that happens a lot with regressed sessions where people are regressed to a certain space so I guess that's what's happening here is like as I'm remembering this and kind of having whatever I'm this session I'm having with myself the beings actually do start communicating to me and answering my questions in the present. So, all right, so they say trauma shakes the soul, tumbles and rumbles it, breaking up the calluses over the inner eye, opening to the all. That's what they wanted us to know. And then they say, uh, so then I say, um, were they trying to hold me together? That's what's coming to me as I write this. They're fixing me, quote, holding me together. Oh my God, I think that's what they told me they were doing. I was so young that that phrase sounds like something an adult would tell a curious child, holding me together. Except it wasn't in my ears that they said this. In fact, I somehow know that no one else can hear them. I know that my parents aren't going to come racing down the hall to see who's here. They definitely came to my room more than once throughout my adolescence. Um, This blue-white light memory has always been stored as a waking dream memory. I have memories of dreams and memories of waking life. And then there's this other area of crossover experiences that are both dream and waking. I don't know. I've never actually written out or told anyone about the blue light, white light beings. And honestly, I haven't questioned it much because I've always believed I'm just full of nonsense and imaginary stuff. (laughs) Nonsense and imaginary stuff. Um, But no, I am here and I can see that I experienced a lot of valid otherworldly stuff as a toddler and adolescent. Um, so it's all just gone down, down, down inside me, swirling around, waiting for permission to rise like mist into my present moments, into now. I know what I know, and I know my room lit up on its own in the middle of the night. <laughs> all right, so that's that. <laughs> so I, uh, so yeah, I had that like last was so two years ago is when I, yeah, when I uh had that memory that light beings have been visiting my room because I, I genuinely did I had all these like memories well um after actually I, me- I remember that I think I went and researched it more and then I st- and then I remembered more and more that like um that closet I was terrified of that closet because I believed something was coming in and out of it and there was a at the back of the closet um like all the way because it was like a long closet but I would never go to the all the way to the right side of it um that part went down into the wall a little bit and the wall within the closet there, it was like my, I was convinced it was a door to that something kept coming in and out of it. And you know, my family and my parents, everybody knew that I was had this horrible dream sleep time, 
growing up um, and I would always wake up on the floor even when they would put um, bars on the bed I'm still on the floor sometimes a lot of times I'd have a comforter draped over me like calmly like as if somebody had put it on me I never woke up when I would fall on the floor um, and it happened all childhood like I think last time I fell out of bed I think I was maybe 11 so I fell out of bed like the whole time and uh when I got once I was remembering this whole light being thing um I researched people who have ET experiences or whatever and like my shit just matched all the way down like um and I actually ended up asking my parents eventually about it as an adult like like last year or something and they verified that like they had experiences too um in their own childhoods and growing and as adults and um, it was just something that we hadn't all, like, swapped stories on <laughs> too much. Um, mainly because I didn't know that light beings existed. And so I'd never... And that, that memory that I just shared was, like, deep, deep, deep in the, this other weird place that I keep memories that don't make sense, that aren't dreams. But now I know are just, like, otherworldly experiences. So um, when I researched, you know, people who are visited by the by ETs and stuff, a lot of times people were always being damaged by them or... T- um, some sort of like kid kidnapped away and all this stuff but all of my experiences uh, once I started to uncover them all and re- remember them all they were always so loving and like I just said in that one uh, they it's like they were telling me they were family and the more I started meditating on this over the, the last two years the more I learned exactly who they are and I've shared a lot of that but I got to I got to re-see so many so much of my childhood in my bedroom when you know in the middle of the night and like re-understand what was actually happening especially when when I'm connecting all the dreams and stuff to like dreams that I've I think when I told the therapist I was like I have dreams from when I was like six and seven I was like but they're not they don't feel like dreams they feel like memory like they're being stored in like memory part and um now I understand what that is it's 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 like when you can't it's like you can't if you have a bunch of light beings visiting you all the time uh you can't like grow up normal (laughs) with that like consciously there I mean maybe you can maybe people do uh but the amount that I was having like my specific life like there I'm I'm glad that I like there's no way that I could have known or been conscious of what they actually were there wasn't any room for that even belief system in my in my uh home or lifestyle and so I think that's probably why it was safest for them to be able to visit me and do whatever they were doing, healing and all this, because they knew that I would not even understand what was happening until until it meant, till it was time to, which is now when I'm an adult. So, um, but yeah, like I, I had so much uh, crazy stuff going on. Like I, um, I used to have like a doll fall off the bookshelf in the middle of the night. One time just didn't, a big old part, porcelain doll, didn't make no sense. It just, I just, I watched it. Who I watched this thing fall all the way off this bookshelf and um, I left it there all night because I was like, I'm not. It was a, it was this porcelain doll. Like my dad used to travel for the military, and he everywhere he went, he always get me a doll. And so he went to England and he got me this beautiful. She was tall, porcelain doll with these big ringlets in her hair and everything. It looked like one of them American Girl type characters, like something out of Oliver Twist. Actually, he got me too. He got me her and a boy that looked like Oliver Twist, but the girl. Um, she was sitting, they were all sitting on my bookshelf, the very top, and it was a tall bookshelf. And middle of the night, I remember waking up because there was a storm happening and I could see the bookshelf all of a sudden because the lightning was coming through my window on the other side of the room. So like, I'm looking at the bookshelf 
I see, hearing all this thunder and lightning crashing, seeing the tree outside make all the fucking crazy shadows it used to make in the room when it would rain and stuff. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the window is closed. This motherfucker just falls off the fucking thing. I wanted to pee myself. <laughs> like, I just stayed there on the covers and froze. And I just watched it. And I was just calculating in my head, like, how did that? Like, I think I was maybe like eight. Yeah. I was young, like seven or eight. And uh, I was just laying there, like, how did that happen? And, you know, like, it, and I just didn't move. I just until morning I, and then my dad came and when, when, when my dad came in the morning to like come in the room and wake me up I didn't get out of the fucking bed like I just I, I remember I was frozen just to that spot wherever I was at maybe I, I don't know I just know I didn't get up and then he, he came in and he saw the thing on the floor and I remember him looking up at the bookcase and looking at it on the floor because it's an expensive doll right like this is not a cheap ass doll this is she's porcelain um but how the fuck did she get on the floor <laughs> Because I'm too small to climb up there myself and pull her down. And we're looking around like, well, what knocked it over? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing knocked it over. So shit like that used to happen. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And we just never really talked. It's like he put it back up there. And I don't know. But I, I, I remember always having crazy shit. Like I remember um, hearing something thud on the roof one time. And it was Christmas time. And I remember it was like a really loud thud, like something landed on the roof. And I remember calling to my dad and he came in the room and I heard like, I don't know if he also heard a thump up there too, but whatever it was, he came in and he was like, all right, we're just going to, this is Santa Claus. <laughs> See, I wasn't allowed to believe in Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus got squashed out of my house because of the school I went to. They would say, well, Santa is Satan written in like out of order. So if you reorder the words, it's really Satan. So we're not allowed to believe in Santa. So I remember my dad, when this thing, when I'm hearing this thud on the roof, he came in, it was, I was screaming, and he said, well, it's just Santa and his reindeer, I remember. <laughs> and I was thinking, but I'm not, wait, Santa's not real. Though. But he was like, it's Santa and the reindeer, okay. But then it happened again, I remember. And the second time that it happened, I don't even know how far apart this time was, but I remember the second time that he came in, he just, I mean, he looked at the ceiling because it was like, like I said, I don't know if he also, I don't think he heard it, but I was, I was like adamant, you know, it was the middle of the night and we lived in a townhouse. So there's no way for people to like be up there. There's no access. It's just a, whatever. And I remember he got, he was like, all right, your angels have just landed. <laughs> your angels have just landed on the roof and you're okay. You're safe. And God, it, you, it, but it's angels. And that's what you heard them land on the roof all right so I remember growing up taking that as a kid and you know like all right what as you grow up you there's like I know what it sounds like for like a, a like a tree to brush against a roof or you know whatever but we all know what it sounds like for a motherfucker to land like jump onto a roof like boots land or whatever so uh I I, n I always, I kept what he said in order to like calm that part of me that was like, all right, we're not going to be able to move forward to tomorrow if we don't believe this. But there was always a part of me which always existed, which I don't know if my higher self or whatever, that always kept certain things like, mm -mm, when you get older, you're going to look that shit up. <laughs> or like, at some point, you're going to figure out what really happened. Um, and so as I got older and learned about all this ET shit, uh, and other people's experiences and what it looked like and sound like and their everything, I started looking at that like, okay, because what ended up happening was that years later, 
here I am in deposit. Like right now I'm not in deposit, but when I was in deposit, by the way, I keep saying deposit, my house in deposit, because it is my house, I own it, so, like I own the house, so that's, that's why I keep saying my house. But um, the house, I was in that house, and uh, it was a couple summers ago. It was, yeah, it was maybe two, three, three summers ago, maybe. Three, three, four, I don't know if I can know. But um, I was in grad school, I remember still. And it was like in the middle of the night, I don't know why. Oh, I happened to wake up, and there was a bright light that flashed through the window. And I turned and looked, and um, again, it was on a, it felt like it was on a timer. Oh, oh shit. Another thing on a timer. Ooh. Okay, spirit. So it felt like it was on a timer. And mind you, we lived in, we li- uh, that house is in, the, is in the mountains and like it's in the mountains. So like when you look out the window, you, there's a mountain like ledge, like of trees, ridge, you're inside the mountain. And so we're in the valley of the mountains. So when I'm seeing this light come out towards the side that faces the other side of the mountains, like across, like faces the, across the street, and then the, the, there's a farm across the street, and then on the other side of that farm is like this big, that's where all the trees start and go up into the mountains. So I'm seeing this light come through my window, and I'm like, what the fuck? I look, and on a timer, like it, I think it was maybe, maybe a minute or something. It wasn't long, like a minute, minute and a half, and it flashed again, bright. And I'm like, what the fuck is that, bro? So I actually got up and my dog saw it at the same time my the dog kingston she saw it because um whenever she has such anxiety so whenever i would move she would get up so i remember i got up and i could see her seeing it see that's what i like if the animals see it now we now we're good <laughs> like now it's happening so i could see her seeing it so we both got up and i remember my, uh, my ex-husband was sitting still asleep and i went to the window and i sat by the window with her with the dog and we both sat there and watched and bro I've actually told this story to the wise women up there and they like, they're like, oh, well, of course that makes sense. <sighs> uh, so yeah, it was like two, two in the morning, two, three, 30 in the morning. Okay. So I'm staring, the light is coming from the window that's facing the farm across the street from me and all the mountains. I see the light break the trees coming towards us. And it's, it was a really cloudy night. I remember it was a really, really cloudy night, but the moon wasn't full. So like, you couldn't tell that it was a cloudy night unless something in the sky flashed. That makes sense. So I'm now at the window and I can't tell it's a cloudy night, but I do see fog, like kind of misty. Well, it can't be fog if it's summer. I don't know if it's fucking, it was like misty out there or something. And uh, I see this light flash and it comes through the trees and it goes off bright. I mean, when I say bright, so fucking bright. And I'm like, and it lit up the whole sky. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I see it again and, and I'm in a second, something like, and now it's in the middle of the fucking, it's like in the sky, low by the tree line, like, like coming above, like, like coming through the, through the, um, through the field, put it that way. Like the, the, the sky that's right above the field. Now it's right there, but it's lower. It's lower in the clouds. So, uh, me and the dog sitting there watching next thing, um, it comes and it's, there's a tree right on the corner of my property. So like if you cross, there's a there's the farm, you're coming towards us, there's a road, the road is a two lane country road. And then next starts our property tree line and there's a big massive maple tree in the corner there, massive and old. And I, the next flash I saw, it was, it was right above, like in that tree, 
the light, like a like the light is like a, it's kind of brushing the top of that tree. But because it was so cloudy, all I'm seeing is the tree light up and the clouds kind of around it, bro, and silent. The thing is silent. Sigh fucking lent. I could not believe this. I couldn't believe it was happening. I was so grateful the dog was next to me because she's, we both looking at each other like, <laughs> like, what are we looking at? <laughs> uh, it was silent. And then it went again off. Like it flashed. And then the next time I saw it, it was just going over the house. Bro, it was right. So the window I'm sitting at, I look up and there's like, you know how your roof sometimes can come over the, there's like, it can create a ledge. So like icicles form and they don't, the rain doesn't get right into the window. So there was this ledge. So I couldn't really see. All I could see was the, the clouds. And I know how tall my house is. So this thing now, whatever this light is, it's moving and it moved right over our house, right over the, so the, I couldn't even, the, I'm looking, trying to look over the ledge and it's passing right over the house and it flashed. Child, y'all, like, uh, at that point, I just sat there and I started praying. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, and I'm not allowed to be in a Christian, I'm not allowed to have a Christian home. Like that was a big thing. We, we weren't allowed to, child, by the end of this, I was, we, does a whole different thing so i but i remember i went straight back to <laughs> i was like all right whoever is around that can help me spirit um what is this and calm came over me really honestly it always happened that way like a calm would come over me and it was like you just saw a a a, 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 a ship of some sort i can i cannot explain to you how it was a ship because i didn't see a ship but like it was moving like a ship, like a like a of a, a vehicle of some kind in the air, and it just kept flashing, bright flashlight. Like that was the big thing. A bright white light is what it kept flashing. Um, and I was thinking, because in my head I'm like, okay, was it a drone? Like what the fuck? Well, no, you're in the country. There's no Amazon drones out here. Like you know, because Amazon in New York City, the drones every fucking where I was all over. Brooklyn and, and Manhattan but like no we living in the country first off it's the middle of the fucking night nobody's getting no deliveries in the middle of goddamn night anywhere and it just went over your house like I'm like what is it and it came from across the street all the way all in the mountain and it came fast like it moved fast like so maybe it even wasn't even a minute and a half because that would be too no it 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 couldn't have been a minute and a half between either way it was it was on a timer it was less than two minutes <laughs> that this thing was moving um and and fast to where it only flashed i think four or five times before it was like on the roof over the roof and then i ran to the other side of the house to try and see it and i and it was because my house the way it was uh laid out like the windows mind you it's also in the middle of the fucking night but i remember thinking like wherever it went i could i knew exactly which direction it was going and by the time i was going to get to be seen over to like the other side it was going to be already over to the person's the next farm thing and so I just stayed where I was at and I just started praying I was like I don't know what the fuck I'm seeing because at that point there's a lot going on like spiritually happening in the house and around the house and with me and so um I then tell the story later on well obviously I tell my ex-husband in the morning but like I tell the story later on to the some of the wise women and they just validate they're like oh yeah you saw you saw your your like spirit is speaking to you and then as I started to learn more about the light beings and they started to uh let me in more on the fact that they knew about them. I remember telling one mentor specifically, and she said, your family is watching over you. 
Yep. And so this ties into how motherfuckers was like, sounded like they were landing on the roof when I was a kid and like, uh, things like that. Like, um, star seeds, our families watch over us and not from far either, but that I, I had more than one like thing like that happen at that house while I was there. And it felt like just beings were just getting closer and closer and like, almost like they'd been waiting on my life to like <clears throat> finally start, start to show themselves in all of these different ways um, so that I'd know they were there. But I always felt actually weirdly safe after that thing went over my house because I, I, was just, I, just, I learned that, it, that they're family, that it's family. Um, but also that like, if it wasn't family, my family is watching over me. <laughs> but that, that, that was, um, that was a crazy thing that happened in that house and how I got to see like what I think was some sort of UFO or something. And I think it was interdimensional. Like, I think that it has an ability to make itself invisible except for the light. Like, so it was, yeah, I don't fucking know though, bro. Like it was, it was, that thing was interesting uh, when I saw that. So I don't know if there's anything more. I'm supposed to share. Oh, the, the light beings, how they're, okay. So the, the ones visiting my, my bedroom and <clears throat> all of that. So now that um, I understand who I am, like I've mentioned before in other little recordings, um, they have shown up in ways that move into the three dimension um, or in the th- into the third dimension. And I believe, you know, I think that they'll, they'll continue to show them themselves in other ways, but what they've they have sent me people. They've sent me people that like, like are st- like I met this guy who I'm pretty sure I've, I'm. He's this model, and um, actually I'll just say his name. His name's Bryce Davidson. And I'm like, when I first met him, I was like, oh, you're a Pleiadian. <laughs> like I'm, I'm meeting a Pleiadian for the first time. Like oh my god. Like we are fucking family. And now me and this kid are like so. We, we I love this kid, um, but uh, getting to meet people, we connected on a heart level. Like instantly it was like it was almost like we we'd always known each other that's how star seeds work that's how star families uh keep track of their kids and their people on this planet is they show up in weird ways like that like blinking lights in the fucking sky or shooting things over and over again or whatever things that'll catch your attention to to help you see that like you're not like everybody else because you're seeing this crazy weird thing and nobody else is seeing it but that not that it's not happening but just like they they put on shows for like the star seeds so the star seed knows that they're different or they have something else extra um to pay attention to so that i think i'm not really sure other than oh so this is just to validate i guess people who are experiencing like et stuff in their their homes i haven't like there's a whole lot more that i'm not talking about here right now about like my et experiences i don't know if i'm supposed to like right now but maybe i'll do a whole thing on that on like just et stuff because the mary rodwell information is like like her her um how how she works with people like how she kind of vets what not that she vets you but like how you can first before before you go to a person like mary rodwell you got to have your own like signs of like why you believe this is happening to you or how you know this is happening to you um or and so there's like kind of set things that um that are kind of helpful to know that would set you apart and put you in this category. Cause like I had all these crazy things happening to me all my life, but I just, like I said, I just believe like I'm just the weird person that has 
weird shit unexplainably happen and and but it's also explained or it just gets gaslit away <laughs> so this is for all the people who have either felt gaslit or aren't are, are confused about like their experiences or whatever there is another option for what could be happening to you <laughs> which is et experiences it one of the big things that i did learn is that military families military families are very uh not the word famous but more likely to have et contact like that um so like i have a military i come ooh, okay are we supposed to get into this? i come from a very long descended military family in fact i found out that i am descended from <laughs> through the slavery uh i'm descended from um some of the founders of maryland oh yeah like the i won't say the name yet but um but essentially military men who from revolution like captains from the revolutionary war like my great, 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 great somebody. He was one of the captains in the revolutionary, white man, white man from England, uh, captains in the revolutionary war. And then his son and his son and his son all ended up like ruling all of Maryland and Baltimore. And they were the, like the wealthiest white folk in, in Baltimore. And I did all this research to find out that, oh, it's so nice to be like DNA work and census work because I get to go to this white family and be like, guess what? I'm a direct descendant and I'm owed <laughs> some of this inheritance. <laughs> but that's for a whole other time. But yes, yeah, so I found out that like I'm descended from a military family because not only from them did, do I have this blood, then the, the, the actual slave descendants and my actual black family, the men, every generation going back they were in the military they were all military men and not just any military men they were high-ranking military men they always like my great 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 grandfather whatever his great 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 one of the greats the one that was the actual slave his name is actually in an, in a book in uh Anarunt, no in um annapolis maryland in the museum because he did a whole bunch of shit in the civil war he was a captain or no he got raised to corporal and first sergeant and lieutenants and all this shit um he was a slave and he worked, made it through the whole Civil War and then got all these honors and shit. And um, that's who I descend from. Norris's. But uh, the Norris, yes. Yeah, so, the, the, so anyway, um, but one of the things that I've learned is that uh, my own grandfather, so like the actual grandfather, just like one generation grandfather, that I didn't know, but he was like a chemist in the military. And my dad was a, um, was a high-ranking official person in the military, did a whole bunch of shit and FBI and shit. So, like, uh, the military is very closely connected to ET shit. And when I did all this research on, like, well, what the fuck about what's all, why is this all happening to me? And I found, realized that, like, um, military families are more likely to have this happening to them. It's because there's, well, there's all sorts of reasons for that. But... One of the, one of the markers that Mary Rodwell, when I told her, you know, all of my history, I actually mentioned, I was like, and my father was this, 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 this military. And then his father was a chemist in the Korean war, um, a scientist for the military. <laughs> and that makes, that makes sense then. Like, they, you know, um, they, they, there's things that like, um, there's like stories of, uh, military personnel, um, making deals with ET beings or whatever for genetic um 
for genetic experimentation on their own line or whatever. And I'm not saying that that's what happens. I'm not saying that that's what happens to me. I know what happens to me. And I'm, I'm just actually descended through this actual line of star beings. But there, but that's, that's my story is not everybody's story. Like other people's stories. Like I think there's one woman's story who, um, like her dad was a, was a, and this is, this didn't happen in my family. I'm not saying that would be so horrible (laughs) if that should happen to my family. That's not how my story went. But this one lady, and she's a famous starseed, like reptilian or some shit. She has like reptilian eyes and her bones are different. Like I've never broken a bone in my life. All the shit I have been through, I've been hit by 10 cars, 10 cars. I've been in car accidents since utero. Um, and never broken a single bone. My bones just, well, it's like, I don't know. They can break. They have to be able to, but they just won't. <laughs> I've fell out of a ski lift. I've gotten my hand caught in an escalator. I got all this crazy shit that I've happened and I've never broken a single bone. I'm an, and I'm an, a medical anomaly. This one woman, the famous one, she learned her father actually told her this on his deathbed or like right before he died or some shit. He told her the truth about her, her because she is the product of scientific experiment experimentation. He agreed with the military to allow his his wife, which is so fucked up, to be put to sleep like um, like he drugged her and then had the military cart her off and impregnate her with an with a, um, alien DNA. The only thing is that she had I think she was already pregnant, so the woman had gave birth to twins, and the one twin don't match at all. And that's the lady who's famous. And the dad told the lady when she was in her 40s before he died that she's actually the product of the experimentation, which is why her, her eyes are reptilian the way they look. And she's all got all kind of different. Her bone, her DNA is different from her sister's fundamentally in some weird way. Um, yeah, so I was, so that's like some of the stories that happen to people, people's experiences. And when I was watching that, I was just like, okay, well, I know that that shit didn't happen in my family. <laughs> But the thing about military families um, being highly um, sought out in, or for, for this type of infiltration, um, that makes sense. Because, you know, if you have and then you find out a lot of times that your parents or their grandparents, their parents or their parents or your aunts or whatever have all been like everyone's been visited usually in a family if one person's been visited, which <clears throat> turns out that's the truth in mind. A lot of people have been visited. And have all these crazy weird stories. And it's it makes for fun story time. But it's also helpful to know, like, the truth behind it all. Which I have this memory of being visited, uh, like I said, as a child. And and it was multiple times. Um, to the point where I think that's why they made me just forget. Because it was so much that I was like, I wasn't going to make it through childhood. <laughs> it was like, I was being a nervous wreck um, all the time. So... Yeah, I guess I could talk more another time on all of this, the like alien stuff and like, I guess read off the, I guess I could, well, no, it's too many, but like read off the list of like some of the, the, um, things that you might experience or might feel if you have been, that could show you that you've perhaps been visited by an ET or something. Um, oh, but that's what I was going to say. A lot of people that get visited they get experimented with and I, I'm not having that experience. And so I'm really grateful to my people that who are around me, um, that I'm getting to experience it this way. Oh, that's the, okay. So they want me to share that it's important for everyone to recognize that there are people being taken at night onto ships that are not 
nice ships. So the ones that are being, um, like people that are being, feel like they're being dissected, uh, you know, like, or they're being inseminated or, um, all sorts of things like just being taken. Um, there are ways to be able to prevent that. And that's what my guides want each because the ones that are my guides, the Hathers and the Pleiades, they're not taking people. Um, I go to the ship. They told me that I have learned how to go to the ship when I go to sleep throughout my whole life. So, cause I go there to recharge apparently in my ship that I go to, I've seen other people on it and they've told me the ship I go to is the one that is where people rest and recharge. Bad things aren't happening to them there. <clears throat> That's why I think why it's always so joyous and stuff when I go. But I have been on other ships. Like I've had dreams where I've ended up on a different ship and I get to see what the fuck is happening. And that's a whole different conversation. But I have friends who have been taken on ships and, and stuff and and their experiences, what they share with me is so different. Um, and so it's important that everyone, one, work with their higher self. Because um, the, the more you anchor to your higher self, the, the, the harder it will be for some other entity to co-opt you while you sleep. So make sure you you know ward up your bed, say your prayers at night to whoever you pray to, hopefully your higher self uh, or whatever, just whatever you believe is your God, make sure that you start to really understand what's happening to humans at night <laughs> when, when they sleep, not to scare people, but just like it is already happening. So this is how you can like prevent it, how to have a better sleep. So I already said the crystals are one. Saying you're like, you know, setting your intentions for having a proper restful sleep. Maybe call on Archangel Michael. Um, there are things you can do to ward up your bed, like draw things under it, put grids under it and crystals. Whatever you feel um, will help keep you safe. Whatever you've been taught or believe will help keep you safe. Start doing it. Um, because we are having visitations, whether we know it or not. And we aren't always g conscious of the thing that happened when they we were visited and we can't control actually being visited okay that's what they're letting me know okay shit okay so yeah we we can't control humans can't control being visited but we can control our experience of it so like making sure that our spirit guides are always up and active <laughs> for us um so that we and that we're in touch with our spirit guides so that so that if anyone it essentially, it's like if a being were to come into your room, um, the spirit guide is who they'd meet, not you. And maybe that happens for a lot of people who aren't having nightmares or who are having restful sleeps. Your spirit guides are really taking care of you. But for people who are struggling at night, um, which I haven't had, I haven't had a struggle night. I'm really, this, it works because I, for years and years, I haven't had nightmares in years. Um, and I've, uh, so this does work. Warding up your, your bed crystals under your pillow crystals around your bed and praying to your guides will really um help keep you safe as we upshift and things get a little bit crazy in the spiritual realm and people start experiencing more and uh more more weird things in their life uh okay i think that's i think that's it <laughs> was that all spirit oh yeah i think um that's it so Thank y'all for for your patience with me as I figure out my own rhythms and groove of doing this. Um, I absolutely am so grateful to have however many people are listening to me. I'm mad grateful. Um, and I think 
what I struggle with is like feeling like I'm actually in, have things interesting to talk about. <laughs> um, so I always like struggle with like people and spirits like you got to just start getting out of the way and just hit play and whatever comes out comes out. So, um, well, and I'm structuring, I'm, I am asking spirit like, what do I read? But it's just more of like figuring out how to, uh, keep your, ch- how to, how to take care of the channel outside of channeling and also keep starting a schedule for channeling because <laughs> when you're so used to just like it happening and then you know everything's kind of a free for all with where it goes um it's just taking a little bit of time for me to kind of get into a groove so i will that's my new intention though uh holding myself accountable i'm gonna record daily or get one of these out to you guys daily and um hopefully if get to a goal of five a week that's what i that's my goal <clears throat> This new moon cycle. Everyone set your intentions for the new moon. Um, burn your herbs and shit. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. I hope this was helpful for someone. Uh, I love y'all. Okay. <laughs>